0: Teammates, and there was a lady there. I asked if I could share this, and, and she was at her wits' end. She, she was sitting there, she was weeping, she, she couldn't even pray. She was at her wits' end. But God can hear the whisper. God can hear the whisper. And you know what, friends? He can also hear sometimes what you can't even get out. He hears that. And so today, we're going to talk about people in difficult circumstances and a God who hears your prayers. People in difficult circumstances and a God who hears your prayers. Are you ready? Got your Bible, smartphones open, Psalm 107. If you don't have your Bible, you could probably leave because we might need your chair next week. I don't know what we are going to do here. Crazy. We're going to have to look at what's going on. Give thanks to the Lord. Here we go. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Remember we said that the Psalms are there for us to release a song over our city, over our community, into our families, into God's church, and into your life. And some of you sit here today in desperate times, in the midst of big challenges, maybe pain, physical pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain. Some of you sit here today, on Friday afternoon I was with Michelle and Clarence, we were At a wedding and as the sun went down I was reading some of Psalm 107 I was in paradise and suddenly reality hit when a mate of mine sent me a voice note just reminding me again of difficult painful situations here in Bononi and I think it's appropriate I asked him if we could listen to it but if you got that voice note there we can play it there over the speaker just listen to this yeah my boy uh thanks for that that he's a bit shaken up eh? a very close good friend of mine and and uh, really, really special boy. I got along a lot of time for him. Uh, I spoke to actually friends of ours this week as well and I said to him that the world is in the world is in nice us, man, and it's, I think it's time that that we bring all these wounded soldiers to a place of revival. Please guide the way and be an example of the grace of God. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just amazing to see God's hand work and making people vulnerable and uh, yeah, let's hope and pray that this is the, the opening spot.
1: Amen. Much love,
0: Jonah. Amen. So what we are doing, friends, we are releasing a song through these psalms that we're reading every week to each other. We are releasing a song into our community, into the city, into our lives and our painful situations that we're going through. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever, and you're saying, Daryl, I can't say that because of what I'm going through right now. Just stay with us, friends, as we go through this psalm together. Let the redeemed, say the redeemed, the redeemed, redeemed, that's you and me, friends. When you give your life to Jesus, he redeems you, he rescues you, he repossesses you. Let the redeemed of the Lord say this, that's us, those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from east and west and north and south, Some wandered in desert wasteland. Say some. Some. Some of us have wandered in desert wasteland, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Friends, in Psalm 107, there are four conditions that this psalm describes God's people that they start living in, start finding themselves in four conditions. We're going to speak about all four today. Here's number one. Some of them wondered. Some of God's people wondered. Some of us have wondered. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way. Say Straight. That's the Benoni way. So your French accent, Auntie Laurie, is starting to fall away. Benoni, straight way. He sent them by a straight way so that they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for men. That line in Psalm 107 comes up four times. Let's say it together. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for men. So he's dealing with people in the desert, people are wandering, they can't find their way to the city, they're just wandering. Verse 9, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness and in the deepest gloom. I know some of your stories, Michelle and I have the privilege of being involved in your lives, some of you are sitting in darkness and in the deepest gloom. Some of God's people today are wondering. That's number one. But some of you this morning find yourselves in the second picture in Psalm 107 that it speaks about. Let's see what the second picture is describing. It says, prisoners. See that word, prisoners. They're suffering in chains for they have rebelled against the word of God. This is number two, prisoners. And despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help you ever felt like there was no one to help you in a situation that you're going through and, and you just don't have that go-to person your husband isn't even that go-to person you ever been in that that space then they cried to the lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress he brought them out of darkness in their deepest gloom and broke away their chains let them give thanks to the lord that's that line again let's just say that first part again let them give thanks to the lord And I'll finish it for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. So that's picture number two, prisoners. Carry on reading verse 16. For he breaks down gates of bronze and bars of iron. Some, some became fools. That's number three. Some became fools. And in my ADD brain, when I think of a word or a line, I always think of someone. Some became fools. There we go, G, on the money. Remember that program, the A-team? That's that guy who reminds me of fools. He'd drive that big black bus and he'd look over his shoulder. Hey fool, why you so stupid, fool? (laughs) The problem with that bus is he used to drive it like this. But that GoPro on the camera just used to go straight. (laughs) Uh, I don't understand. The wheel and our something was out on that bus. Some, some, some of us, some of us have become fools. Number three, thanks G, you can put it down. Daryl's foolish sometimes. Daryl does stupid things sometimes. And it's saying, hey fool, Daryl, why are you so stupid, fool? They suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. But then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word. And he healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord. Say it again. Let them give thanks to the Lord. Uh, proper. For his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. And so, Freedom Church, I don't know where you are here today at this stage of your life. I don't know if you may be wandering in the desert. I do not know if you may be in prison. Or maybe because of stupidity, foolishness, and sin, you find yourself in a, in a space of life. But I'm saying this to you today. Cry out to God, and he will hear your cry. And then we will give thanks to the Lord for his wonderful deeds to all men. The fourth condition, we've spoken about three, the fourth condition of God's people describing in the, being described in the psalm, verse 23. It says, others went out on the sea in ships They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and he stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down into the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. This is the fourth group of people here, friends. God's people who find themselves in the storms. Storms of life. Number one, the wanderer. Number two, the prisoner. The third one, the fool. The fool. And number four, people in a storm. And you know the amazing thing about Psalm 107, friends? It says this, it says, when they cried out to God, he heard their cry. So whether you're innocent, going through a storm in your life and you do not know why, or whether you are guilty and you find yourself in prison or you're wondering, doesn't matter when you cry out to God, guilty or innocent, he will hear your cry. He listens to both, the guilty and the not guilty. And you know what the problem is? We're thinking, Benoni, that if we behave a certain way, and if we do certain things, then God will hear our cry. But that's not what the Bible speaks about in Psalm 107. Yeah, friends, whether you're innocent or guilty, when you cry out to God, no matter what space you're in, in any of those four, He will hear your cry. That's the God that I serve. Know what it says in verse 5? It says, when they wandered away and couldn't find their way, their lives ebbed away. Verse 26, in their peril, their courage melted away. I remember 12 years ago, a man picked me up at my office because we had to go to a funeral. And he was doing very, very well in his career. He picked me up in a BMW, I'll never forget. And as I climbed into the passenger seat, we drove to the funeral And his phone didn't stop ringing from calls coming through in his office. And he was instructing people to do a deal at this percent and to hold that deal off until this deal came in. And I looked at him and I was amazed because it was just, wow, 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 deals going off one after the other. And then I remember him and his wife, they started a life group at the the house. And slowly, slowly, slowly as things started happening in his life, things started going wrong. Things started falling apart. I don't know if he's here today. I've seen him here. Until eventually, his marriage even fell apart. But he's on a journey. Back, journeying with God on the straight road through a whole lot of new relationships that have come into his life. He's a beautiful man. He's a wonderful man. He's a broken man. And as I was thinking of Psalm 107, I thought of this man. Because if he cries out to God, he will display unfading love to him and his wonderful deeds to all men. Because his courage has melted away. Has your courage melted away? If you've been at your peril, Has your life ebbed away, come and cry out to the God of this Bible. Verse 26 they mounted up to the heavens, the storms of life. They reeled and staggered like drunken men. They were at their wits end. Wits end. They were at their wits end. You ever been at your wits end? You don't know where, where the next deal is gonna come from. You don't know what to say. You do not know what questions to ask. You don't know where to turn. You're at your wits' end. But then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Now, for us, we think that a desired haven is a place, or a desired haven is because of circumstances that are going to start going so well. No, friends, that's not a desired haven. A desired haven is a person, and that person, Freedom Church, is Jesus Christ. That is a desired haven haven. Verse 31, let them give thanks to the Lord. There's that line again. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds to all men. Just for time's sake, jump with me to verse 43. It says, whoever is wise, let them heed these things and consider the great love of the Lord. The great love of the Lord. So Psalm 107, friends, is about God's great love for you. God's great love for you, that family sitting in the back. And there's four conditions that he mentions in Psalm 107. Number one, some of us are in the desert wandering. Number two, some of us are in prison. And number three, some of us, because of our foolishness, we find ourselves in sin. And number four, some of us are in the storms of life. And God says, if you think about all four of these scenarios, I will show you my love, He says in all four of these, the wanderer, the prisoner, the fool caught in sin, and the one in the storm of life. How many of you are in one of those four positions right now? Just lift your hand up. Lift your your hand up. I I think the chances of us not being in one of those four are pretty slim, so I'm going to put my hand up as well. Just keep your hand up. One of those four situations. Friends, if you've got your hand up today, there's a reason why you're in the school hall. Psalm 107 is for you. And I pray the Holy Spirit makes it alive to you today. I want to discuss some of these in a bit more detail. So in the first part of Psalm 107, we read there on Laurie's line there, he will lead you by a straight way. And as I look at this past year at Freedom Church, it's been incredible. Uh, to Next week, Sunday, we're going to be celebrating our, our one-year birthday bash. And I'd like you to come and I'd like you to see how we think we should celebrate a, a birthday party because it's actually got nothing to do with us. So it'll be great to have you. But as I look at, look at how things have been this last year in Benoni, some some people, it's, it's amazing. Some people follow this road in life. Some people follow the crooked road. Some people follow the up and down road. And then some of us decide we want to follow the straight road. You, you know what? Young people in particular... You know what they wander into? Although I say age is only a figure because all of us, I, I'd like to believe, are young. Some, some people wander into sin. But you know what I see many, many, many people in Benoni wander into? They wander into religion. They wander into religion. What do I mean by that? Let's have a look at that story about two sons in Luke 15. We don't have to turn there. I'll quickly tell you the story. One of the sons says to his dad, give me my inheritance. And he goes and he squanders it on prostitutes. And the other son, he slaves away for his father. He went and slaved for his dad his whole life. That's a picture of religion, friends. That's a picture of wandering into religion. We obey God. We go to church because we have to. We slave away for God. We work for God. We stop swearing. We stop smoking. We stop this and stop that. We slave away for God. That is wandering into religion. We perform, we jump through hoops, got to try and make God happy. That's wandering into religion, friends. I have one liner here that I need to read to you because it's higher grade. It took me 500 times to get it into my brain. So listen, here it is. It says, we obey God because we are accepted. We are not accepted because we obey I'm going to have to say that again because I'm going to process it. We obey God because we are accepted. We are not accepted because we obey. When that son who wasted his inheritance, he came back. It says the father ran to him because that son was truly repentant. He ran out to his to his, to his son. When a sinner comes home, friends, the father runs to him. And we've said in the beginning of Freedom Church, we want to be part of a church that when a sinner turns and, and, and repents and comes into these doors, we want to be a church that runs to him. I was at a wedding yesterday. I wasn't doing the wedding. It was nice to sit there on the side of this mountain. Beautiful. And I sat looking at a lady who I hardly know, and through her dark glasses, as the bride was reading her vows to her husband, I saw the tears just pouring down behind these black sunglasses, and I thought, Lord, if she had to come and and, and be part of Freedom Church, how would we respond to having her walking through these doors? When a sinner turns and repents, are we going to run to them at Freedom Church? Friends, when, when a man has completely messed up his life, the safest place should be the church where he comes, where he won't meet judgment, he won't meet commands, where he won't meet control, he'll meet grace. And I want to say to us, the redeemed at Freedom Church, friends, let's cry out to God and let Him teach us grace. What about the other brother? The other brother became angry when he saw his father bring his brother into the house. It says he became agitated. And when he heard the music and the dancing, he became mad. I want to say to the redeemed, I want to say us, to us today, let's cry out to God and let's try and understand a little bit more about God's grace. I see people who obey to be accepted. And when I look at them, you, you know, when people try trying to obey to be accepted, they look sour. They look agitated. They, they look cross. Why? Because they're trying to do things to be accepted by the heavenly father please listen to me friends jesus has done it all there's nothing that we have to do there was a thief say thief there was a thief like me and you because i rob god of my time i rob god of my talent and my skill i think we all do there was a thief like like us he was on the cross he had his hands nailed and his feet were nailed and he looks at jesus and he couldn't do anything he just says jesus forgive me and and jesus says today you'll be with me in paradise he could do nothing He could do nothing. His hands were nailed, his feet were nailed, and he cried out, and and Jesus accepted him. Stop wandering into religion, friends. Stop wandering into works. And I battle with this, I do, because there's a balance between grace and there's a balance between works. But I think all too long we've been on the side of works, 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 and there's a balance between grace and works. Because we all want to be accepted. Met with a man on Tuesday. And for years, he's been wandering into religion. He's been trying to do things in his own strength. Three years ago, at the prime of his career, he was on his way to a a business function with his wife and two kids in the back. And on their way, a 17 year old boy hit them head on from 150 Ks an hour. And as they tried to cut him and his wife out of the car, he says he looked at his wife and he watched her take her last breath and and then he woke up in hospital only to find out that one of his sons had also passed away and for the last couple of years he's been wandering into religion and he's been trying and trying and trying until tuesday morning he sat at a table weeping and said i need jesus to be lord of my life he stopped wandering and he started a relationship with jesus friends that's what it's about it's stop wandering into religion Find a, find a home where you can discover God's grace. Number two, they were in prison. Number one, they were wandering. Number two, they were in prison. Verse 10 says, some sat in darkness, utter darkness, prisoners suffering in chains. They were in prison because of their rebellion towards god now the only prison of rebellion that's mentioned in the new testament is a story in matthew 18 and i pray god challenges you today as i quickly share the story from matthew 18 because it's all about god's love that's why we're here through the worship we've been sensing and hearing about god's love here's the story there was a man who owed a king millions of dollars and he goes to this king because he cannot repay the money back and he says to the king please have pity on me And the Bible says in this story, the king had mercy on this man, and he let that man go. But then it says that same man went to somebody else who owed owed him just a few dollars. And the Bible says he choked that man against the wall. He said, you will pay me back those few dollars. And when the king heard about this story, he said to that man, you will be put into prison. The story is talking about this prison of unforgiveness. When God has forgiven you, friends, when God has forgiven me, Daryl, you must forgive others. But I don't understand that. You know why? Because I'm so self-centered. And I think that when people have hurt me, they've really hurt me. I don't have a clue. Friends, we don't have a clue about how much we have hurt God. What we have done to God is millions of dollars. Millions. And what people have done to us just a few dollars and I'm not trying to minimize what people have done to you but I want you to see this in perspective of this this prison of unforgiveness that maybe some of us are in today and I want to speak Psalm 107 over your life over you as a prisoner today and I want to say cry out to the Lord and let him reveal to you friends his unfailing love and his good deeds to all men and I pray that as you do that today you will leave here no longer in prison amen number, number three number one the wanderer number two the prisoner number three a fool why are you so stupid why are you so stupid daryl god is talking friends god is talking to to people who are living because of the effects of sin in their lives and i believe that there are four effects that sin has on each one of us. Number one, guilt, shame, regret, and bitterness. Those are the effects of sin that has on our lives. You know what it says there in verse 20? It says, he sent out his word to heal them. How does God heal us? God sends out his word to heal us, friends. So guilt, guilt is a a private thing. Guilt is something that keeps you awake at two o'clock in the morning. Where you toss and you turn and your heart starts beating fast because it's, it's private. It's, it's, what, it's what you've done. And, and your mind races. Shame, shame is a public thing. Shame is when you don't want to go out to the shops or go out to the driving range or to the gym because you're ashamed of what people are going to think of you when they see you. Shame is a public thing. You're shameful of what you've done and you start withdrawing. Regret and bitterness, that, that's stuff that you've done in your past. That's something that's happened in your past. God sends out his word to heal the fool. That's what it says. So how does his word heal us? Well, in Romans 8, it says this, friends. It says, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Neither height nor depth, nor, neither angels nor demons. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. It says this as well. It says, neither the present nor the future can separate you from the love of God. It's beautiful, eh? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. The present can't, and the future can't, but what about the past? Can the past separate you from the love of God? No, tell. shaking your head, it can't, but why does it? Why does the past separate you and I from the love of God? Let me give you a practical example. I uh, sell my Toyota Bucky, not that I have one, but I think they're cool Bucky's, and so I sell my Toyota Bucky to a mate of mine, in Springs. I don't know if my mates are here from Springs today, but I sell it to him, and he signs a purchase price, and he buys the the Bucky, and he drives it to Springs. And then I go through my junk drawer in my wife's kitchen, where you find um, old cell phone chargers, and rubbish stuff, and old keys, and I'm going through this drawer, and I find a spare set of keys for my Bucky. And so one day I I go for a ride, bike ride with my mates and we do the springs loop and we're riding our bikes down past Murray Park and I check, oh, there's my bucky. And so I pull into Murray Park and I take the spare set of keys, doors open. Am I allowed to drive that bucky? Why not? It's not mine. It's been purchased. There's a purchase price that was paid for that bucky. But why do we, friends? Why do we? See, Jesus has paid the purchase price for my past. Everything that I've done, last week, last month, last year, it's been purchased. He's taken it away, and He's taken it, and He's put it on the cross where it's forgotten. It's been purchased. And you know what I do? I take those spare keys, and I think you do too. And when I'm wandering, when I'm in the desert, when I'm lying awake at 2 in the morning, take those keys, and I try to drive it again, it's been purchased, it's gone, it's in the past friends, and that's why the Bible says, we don't have to worry about our past, it's been purchased, because of what Jesus has done on the cross, I do not know today friends if if you're a wanderer, I do not know if you are in jail because of rebellion, and I don't know if you are a sufferer, because of foolish things that we've done. And maybe you're in a storm that you don't deserve to be in. But this is my cry to you, friends. Lift your voice to our God who is attentive. And let them give thanks to our Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for all men. I don't know if you're suffering from bitterness. Maybe you're suffering from bitterness because you don't know how to apply the Word of God. But today, maybe at your wit's end and you've lost Confidence, You've lost courage. I want to tell you today about a God who hears your cry. Can we close our eyes if that's okay? If you feel comfortable doing that? Remember what I said? You don't have to shout. God is not deaf. God is not deaf. I pray God today. That you hear every single cry, maybe a whisper, maybe someone sitting there that is so emotional, they they can't even speak and whisper to you, God. I pray today, God, that you would let people know through your unfailing love that you hear their cry. Give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds all men. I pray your blessing, Heavenly Father. I pray your grace. God, we need your grace. Pray your kindness and your mercy upon every single person here today, young and old, rich and poor, black and white, educated and uneducated, single and married and divorced. I pray your blessing and your kindness upon us. God, there are some here today who are innocent, and you hear their cry. And then others are sitting here, and, and, and they're guilty, and they think, God, you're not going to hear me. God, that's not the Bible. You, God, or the God who we've read about in Psalm 107, you hear our cry. And so whether you are innocent or guilty, whether you're wondering or stupid, I want to tell you about my Father in heaven, whose ear is attentive to hear. Your cry and His unfailing love will touch you. As you cry out, His love will touch you and will heal you and will deliver you and will bring you to a haven to be with Jesus, living with Jesus, and will restore your confidence. I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. I think it would be special if we stood and we sang that song again. Just as a sign saying, God, hear my cry. Thank you, God, you're with me, your unfailing love and your wonderful deeds to all men.